morning. How are we, guys? I'm well, mate. I'm intrigued to know what a coffin confessor does and how you find yourself in that job description. Uh, basically, a coffin confessor interrupts a funeral service on behalf of the deceased. And how I got into that job was a client of mine was terminally ill and we started talking about death, the afterlife and things like that. Yeah. And I suggested he do his own eulogy, and he said, my family wouldn't play the eulogy at my funeral. I need something more. So I said, well, you know what? I could crash it for you. And about three weeks later, I received a text, and he said, yep, I'm going to take you up on it. You're going to crash my funeral. He was a client. What were you doing beforehand that would make you confident enough to do that? I'm a private investigator. Uh Um, and I was, yeah, investigating his financials for him. Wow. So then, okay, so you, he said yes, and then what happened at the funeral? Uh, this certain uh, yeah, funeral was to be interrupted while his best mate was doing the eulogy <gasps> and then to out his best mate as trying to sleep with his wife while he was on his deathbed. Oh. Okay, yeah. did you know that that was factual? Yes, yes. Okay. He's yeah, a not only did I know it was factual, well, I had footage. Oh, oh okay. my gosh. Okay, so oh. you interrupted when. Well, tell me what happened. Well, I've got to say, all the mourners sort of were in shock. I mean, total disbelief. But at the same time, while some of them asked me to leave, most of them wanted to hear what their loved one left unsaid, you know. Um, and then I have instructions to remove. At that particular funeral, I think there was three people that were asked to stand up and to basically get out. Because he didn't want He didn't want them. So now, now you're saying to them, get out or get out for the following reasons or or, or get out no, or, no, I'll, or, or I'll tell everyone well, why. The letter wrote, um, read as in, um, please stand up. Uh, please remove yourself from my funeral. Haven't seen you in 30 years. Why are you here now? Ooh. And, and that- so they left and a number of other people left with them. Wow, and what happened to the bloke that was accused of trying to have an affair with his wife? Yeah, he, he sort of, he, he slithered out the back door real quick. <laughs> wow. Um, now, if he's slithering out, presumably the wife is still sitting there and was, was there an element of blame being pointed at her? No, the beautiful part about that, that letter that I read was that uh, to my best mate, you know, you've been trying to screw my wife and my wife, her love for me was so strong, she rejected your advances, yet you kept trying and persisting and pushing her. Oh. It was beautiful. Okay, so Bill, that is that is case number one. So you clearly walk out <laughs> of that day with a kind of big pat on your back thinking, I've, I've dealt with this, and then you thought mm. there must be other people? No, people started calling me from that funeral. It, it sort of went from one funeral to another, so... A lady got in touch with me and said that her auntie needs to see me because she's in palliative care. I went and saw her and she revealed that she'd been sleeping with her partner's mother and father. So, And it just steamrolled. And then all of a sudden I was asked to do gifts from beyond the grave to, to loved ones or flowers or yeah. attend homes and remove items that they didn't want their loved ones to find. Can we Whoa. go back to the auntie who was sleeping with the mother and the father? <laughs> <laughs> draw, draw, me yeah, a, that's out there, draw me a wall chart there, mate. So she said, well, okay. her, her partner was very abusive. Okay. And she couldn't escape him. And there was a lot going on in that relationship. So she basically felt uh, 
out of, I guess, her own, I don't know, whatever it is. It could be revenge, could be whatever it is, but she let know, him know that uh, she'd been sleeping with his mum and dad. Whoa! Oh, my gosh! Whoa! Okay, um, well, and what happened to... at that funeral? Did the... Right. they leave? No, they didn't. They didn't leave. No, they were there. They, they... they stayed. I left after I said what I said, and I just left them all to it. Hey, hey Bill, <laughs> th- thus far in each of your stories, you, you've walked away. Have you? Do you, like, case the crowd with the letter you got there and say, oh, this might be a bit of a tough crowd to work? No, I have no care or concern for the crowd. My, my whole goal and my respect is for my client. But what if it's like a mafia boss or something like that, mate? <laughs> or bikies. What about bikies? Well, the bikies funeral I did attend was very um, confronting. I've got to say, I, I probably placed myself in a bit of a dangerous situation. But again, those that truly knew the bikie knew that he was gay and that his lover was in the crowd. And while some of them got upset, I've got to say, when I left that funeral, and I was escorted out, which was nice. Hmm. You know, I got no harm done to me. But I would have got four or five requests for extra funerals from those boys. Wowza. <laughs> Bill. Okay, so here's the other thing. Do you do you interrupt? Like, is there a timing in the funeral where you know that you have to go and do this? Yes, absolutely. So every client has a specific time. Uh, you know, obviously when the best mate was doing the eulogy was one of them. The other one was when the priest said, all let us pray. I had to stand up and said, shit, No. No one's praying. My client did not want a religious funeral. Sit down, shut up, and listen to this. You Whoa! said that to the priest. To a priest, yes. Bill, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of trust here. Your clients are trusting you to deliver on this. Yeah, there's a lot of trust. But at the same time, I'm there to do a job and I just do it. Wow. And is there like, do you have danger money? Are certain jobs more than other jobs? No, it's $10,000 to crash a funeral. Those My clients don't need it, and I never have a complaint. Yeah, well, no, you don't have a complaint, do you? <laughs> and, you and you cash up front, I bet, as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, now, do you just do funerals? Are you? I can see you at a wedding. Can anyone who doesn't want this couple to be married speak up now? Here comes Bill. i tell you what I have been inundated with, though, is that um, request that people want me to attend their uh, viewing or their coffin, and they'd like me to place their mobile phone in there because they're scared to death of the dark. Um, they're scared to death of being buried alive. Oh, wow. Um, Bill, when you say you go to people's houses and get things that they don't want family members to take, what, do you get then get instructions as to what to do with that stuff? Well, that all happens yeah, during the meeting. So, for instance, there was an 88-year-old gentleman that I sat with, and he said, look, Bill, he said, what you're going to find is going to be very confronting. And I'm like, yeah, okay. We had this agreement that he didn't want his sons finding out what he did and what he does and what he had at home. Right. So I went back to his place and built a sex dungeon. 88-year-old man had a sex dungeon. Wow. And it was filled with some of the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And it was all incinerated. You, you burnt everything well, that you yeah, found I, there. I have to film everything. I, I collect everything, film it, and uh, incinerate it and but, show my client. But come on, Bill, this, isn't there eBay? <laughs> Gumtree? I don't think I'd ever use any of that stuff, mate. Seriously. No well, Bill, you have an interesting job, my friend. And is it mostly men that want this? No, believe it or not. Um, there's a lot of women that have got things that they want to get off their chest as well. But at the same time, a lot of women seem to hide stuff around the home that I've got to go and 
you know, basically find or tell the husband or the lover or whoever it is that's left behind that please don't throw their clothes out, search the pocket, search the sock drawer, you know, things like that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so at some point we do want someone to find them if that's the case. <laughs> Money and well, diamonds. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Bill, it's an, it's an intriguing, enthralling business. It's been great to hear about it, and we look forward to meeting you when we least expect it. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Take care, guys.